Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. I never measured a screenshot of success. Mm. I measure like, do your students buy cars? Did your students get out of debt? Mm. Did your students like save their, like I have students that have bought cars, that have bought homes, that don't have jobs anymore, left maternity leave and never came back. People that have stories similar to mine that like, look, I got myself in some shit, like, but I got myself out. So we've been having a lot of fun on this podcast, talking to a variety of different guests that have worked in many different sectors in the tech industry. I had the opportunity to interview some cool people that have started some different software companies, tech businesses. Well, our guest today is someone that is wildly popular, successful, dope. I'm a fan of her, her content, her her, her business structure, the way that she does things. But one thing that's really interesting and a little different is that the kind of technology that she's in, the kind of technology business that most people I would say know her for is a tech business that most people don't really consider tech business, which is e-commerce, which stands for uh, stands for either electronic commerce or internet commerce as well. So however you chop it up, using the internet, using technology for a business is something that she is a, a master, she's a boss at. So really excited to have our guest on. Uh, before going ahead and jumping into and telling y'all who it is, I'm gonna go ahead and read off her bio. Uh, so, spoiler alert, the guest is Christiana Hurt. Christiana Hurt is the owner of Wealthy College Kid, the largest e-commerce education platform and children's clothing brand, Just Kidding Kids. Uh, Christiana, thank you so much for being on Tech as New Black. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, super dope. So I didn't want to give a spoiler away to you in terms of, I guess, the, the first thing I wanted to address. But what I want to address is actually how I'm sure this is probably something you dealt with. A lot of people were like, I saw you years ago. Like when I remember like, when I was... Bro, you said what? Oh, no, not not in person. Oh uh, no, I said you saw me on Facebook. No, I saw you on uh, 
it was actually YouTube. I forget the name of the show. Jubilee? Is that what it's called? Jubilee? Where yeah, it's like it's they do Jubilee. like two. I think mm-hmm. it was like millionaires versus. First, millionaires versus minimum wage. And then I was on Do All Millionaires Think the Same. Then I was on Hot Seat. Um, what is in my bank account for millionaires? Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I, I remember seeing you on there. When, when I saw you on there, I was, this is way before, I was literally living in the hood. Like, could I couldn't even afford, I was like, I had like a, a one bedroom and I had like, it was like a, a place that had like four different, I had four different, uh, there were four other tenants in, in the house and I could barely afford just staying in the one bedroom. And I remember like seeing you on there and I was so inspired. I was like, yo, like she's, I was like, yo, she's dope. I was like, what is this girl doing? I like checked her and I was like, yo, she's fire. And then, you know, then eventually I had seen you on uh, on uh, Kevin Samuels live. It was like the the longest live, like just you and Nicki Minaj, like y'all's <laughs> lives were like the, the longest people that he had on there that he was talking to. Very entertaining. And then, you know, eventually, m- most recently, I met you at this point, but then most recently, of course, people seen you going viral on Fresh and Fit. It's like you go viral like everywhere that you're at. I had 2022 in a chokehold. I really did. Yeah. And, you know, with good reason, a lot of people, it's crazy. People that grew up with me or even like knew me from high school will always say that they're like, all she needed was a platform. Yeah. All I needed was a platform, literally. Yeah. And it's dope because you, you are one of those people where every time I've seen you, it's never just. It's always something that's like that people do want to see. It's always something that, yo, that should go viral. That's very interesting. Whether it's, it's entertaining, it's insightful, it's something that's going to kind of challenge the status quo of how people are thinking. I think that's like super, super dope. So uh, honored to have you on. Uh, I guess first question, this is actually wasn't even really on the list, is with that being said, I guess what is your... You've been on so many platforms, and again, you've gone viral so many times, and it's not even necessarily because of the platforms, but it's really because of you. I would say like... What do you think it is about you? What is it about Christiana that's like, man, why people like like love eating like up gravi- your content so much? Gravitate. Yeah. Honestly, I just think it's the fact that I'm myself. Yeah. Like, it's not that I'm being like, you know, everybody has these crazy stories like, oh, I was homeless and I got rich. And I'm like, well, that was fine. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? I went to college. It was fine. But I yeah. ended up doing this. Like, it's just the regular degular girl that came from a basic two-parent home like it wasn't anything yeah. crazy like everybody always has these traumatizing stories and i'm like everything's been pretty good for the most part honestly yeah. so i just talk about like honest mistakes that most young women make which mm-hmm. is believing that a man will help you oh, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah well i think realistically that actually even though it's the polar opposite of all the stories that go viral right now of, of people hearing this this underdog story which my, my story is a bit of a uh, is, is a lot of an underdog story but I think that's what in my opinion I think that's what makes your story probably even doper because oftentimes people think you had to have been this super 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 underdog in order to like rise to a certain point whereas you yeah you've risen far beyond where you were at but it's like you were at a point where I think most people would have settled most people would have been like oh good life life could be good uh and, and so you know what let me not assume that uh that, that everybody in our audience uh knows your story would love for you to just just briefly share your story like in terms of like your your family and then like just briefly like your transition honestly first off i feel like a lot of people fail to realize starting at zero is a privilege that so many people don't take for granted they don't understand that starting at zero is a super super great place to start at yeah not graduating from college with any debt or even having the opportunity to go to college debt free or getting a car when you're 16 yeah I consider that being, you know, like not being self-made in a sense. Like yeah. I tell people I'm not self-made because mm-hmm. I feel like 
I started at zero. Like, yeah. if I needed something, I got it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, it wasn't that I asked for it or, you know, I, you know, it was given to me. It was just kind of like, if I did need it, it was available to me. Yeah. And I feel like real generational wealth is just raising a child with options. And mm-hmm. I was a child raised with <laughs> so many options. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I've never not sat courtside. I've sat courtside since I was probably 12 years old. Dang. It was just like the norm. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I've never sat lower bowl and you know like our family vacations were in private jets and I did go to prom in a Bentley that was not Mm -hmm. rented it was my daddy's Bentley you know what I mean like so I feel like those are privileges that we all talk about wanting our kids to have but nobody talks about being the kid that was it yeah that's very true nobody ever asks like what happened to the kids like they came up like we're fine like you know how people when um at least when I was a kid a lot of people would be like oh you're so spoiled you're gonna fall on your face when you're an adult yeah looks like i didn't fall on my face i'm doing very very well and i'm a college graduate none of my father's children have kids i'm the oldest none of us have kids none of us are married like we we were raised perfectly fine like you know what i mean we're doing our thing and we're you know taking our life steps correctly you know what i mean in the way that we were raised um aside from the fact that i moved out for a boy i should never did that he told me not to he's totally against it but what could you do? You can't do everything perfect. Yeah, like yeah. I was 21 years old and I ate my words for sure. I got evicted. I literally got evicted. Yeah. And you know what's crazy? I knew that it was a bad decision within 48 hours of signing the lease. I will never forget the moment I signed my lease because mm-hmm. it was just like, you know, that devil and angel type of feeling. I felt that when I signed my lease. I felt what? it. What happened? Like, so you mentioned like within 48 hours, you realized like, yo, this. Like, I should have never signed decision. this. Like, what happened? this man like turned like it was like a light switch yeah like i don't know if he didn't expect like for me to like be living there or like i don't know i really don't know looking back like in the moment i didn't know but looking back i think that he blew a lot of money like and i'm talking like hundreds of thousands of dollars like Mm -hmm. he and a lot of people always ask like why i never fell down one my dad kind of always put a barrier of like hey you're not ready for that you're not really making enough to be doing xyz and mm-hmm. two i watched him blow hundreds of thousands of dollars and have nothing to show for i watched it. i was living there yeah. you know what i mean and he wasn't either he wasn't in a position to pay pay the rent or he blew the money on like i couldn't even tell you man that's crazy so it was like his stress as a man and you have me who's never never gone without yeah like at all like to now you're like i'm like where are the groceries Man, you gotta really think about it. Like I'm 21, and I'm looking at you at 20. He's 25, and I'm looking at you like, where are the groceries? Yeah, exactly. Are you getting groceries? I'm hungry. (laughs) So like that was just it. Like I'm hungry. Are you gonna fix this? Like I was looking at him like you're gonna fix this. You fix everything else. Like help me. Yeah. And he's like no, and he's just getting angrier, and it's just getting toxic because I'm not understanding what's what's going on. I'm not. It's my first real relationship. You know what I mean? You know how Andrew Tate always talks about the girls that. You know, they've never been through anything, no trauma. I was her. So that became, though, my villain origin story. I was a a demon. (laughs) I came out of there demonized. And I I take full responsibility for the people I hurt Mm -hmm. after that relationship to the relationship I have now. Because I was on 10. I was angry that he let me get evicted. I was angry that I, I, you know, felt like betrayed. And he cheated on me with a girl that was broke that just had 300,000 followers. So there's a lot, you know what I mean? I always tell people women's scorn. There's nothing more powerful than a woman's scorn. Because you got to think, I felt like, he felt like he made me and I felt like he broke me. 
So you have those two polar opposites. So it was like now that I felt like I was pulling the knife out of my back to stab him at this point. Like I was on 10. So it's like now you have videos on Facebook of me starting to go viral where I said my ex cheated on me. I made $1.2 million. Look what happened next. (laughs) Then you have my ex got me evicted. There was videos and these videos are getting 27 million views, 57 million views. And I'm I don't even have wealthy. I don't even have wealthy college kid at this point. I'm doing straight e-com. I'm just selling things and making videos and doing direct sales. It wasn't until 2018 that I came up with Wealthy College Kid because I noticed there was nobody in the market that was like like me that was helping people like get out of sh- that we were really going through evictions yeah. and car notes and just not having money for for life for survival. It's I always tell people my desperation is so inspiring to everybody. So to me, looking at my story, I wouldn't tell nobody to go through it. I wouldn't yeah. tell nobody do. I would never say like when people are like, I want to get to where you are. I was like, you might as well walk through hell barefoot because it was horrible. Like, but I mean, it made me it took years to, you know, peel back. That's where you get all that modern women. I can do everything by myself. Yeah, exactly. It's where it comes from like that. Those situations are where it comes from, because I, I always tell people, um, you know, I'm at my eviction, if there were two doors and there was the door that's like, become a boss, be a millionaire, yeah. do it yourself. And then there was like the door, like start dating another guy that makes over 500K. Yeah, yeah. You don't think I would have picked the second door? Like, really? <laughs> you don't think like, I love the, all the women out here that are going to like, oh, I would have did it myself. No, you wouldn't have. Yeah. Like, really think about it. If I, 21 years old, you don't think that I wouldn't have just started dating another man older than me making that type of money if I had the option? No. The only door was to become a millionaire. The only door was that survival of like, well, you shitted on me, so now I'm gonna make you eat shit. Yeah. What do you think that that does to to most women whenever they? It are... is so hard to turn off. It Man. is so fucking hard. I'm not gonna say it in a lie. Like it is really hard to step out of that position where you're when you're forced in it. Because people, you get forced in. Nobody chooses it. Nobody chooses like, oh, I'm going to be an independent woman. No, we're fucking forced. Like, I didn't. I never was writing on my papers. I want to be a millionaire when I grew up. I just knew I wanted money. I didn't know how it was going to happen, whatever the case. And when I got into that relationship, I'm thinking like, oh, well, he takes care of everything. I'll be fine. Yeah, I was going to ask you, because earlier when you were talking mm-hmm. about, obviously you, because one of the things, of course, people people are realizing now is that most most second generation like money is lost usually like as it goes to the next generation. So like how your your family was like wealthy doing very well, one of the the tropes that people have is like, okay, well if you give that money, if your children are spoiled or if they're used to all of that, then they're not gonna be able to maintain it. And I was gonna ask you like, yo, how did you not just maintain it, but you've grown that? But it sounds like it was because of that villain that villain, villain origin, origin story. story. Um I was gonna be a dentist before. I wanted mm-hmm. to be a dentist because my dentist drove a Porsche and I was okay with that. Yeah, I can see that because your your teeth are like very pristine. Because I got them done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even before then, you know, I was on top of my dental care. But you know, I mean, it's a lot of people out here that got their teeth done. My mom <laughs> was a, a stay at home mom. My dad paid all the bills. That's what I. That's what I grew up on. Yeah. So when I was forced to become, you know, that person, it wasn't a bad thing. I never like was resentful for it. But you know, like the pandemic hit, my dad wasn't making the money he was making, and I you know, as his daughter stepped up to the plate and carried, carried, you know, my dad financially through the pandemic. But you know, the difference is because I'm his daughter, I got paid back. Ah, that's the biggest. Everybody's like, oh, he wanted a son. No, no, no. A son wouldn't have gotten that money back. Yeah, no, that's true. I get my money back. If like, if I'm like, hey, dad, like, 
really would want a new Bentley. Would would you go half with me? You don't think my dad's gonna go half? Like, come on. Man, shouts out to Pops. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like those and that's a privilege that I I don't believe in the generational wealth as far as like you know, you see those people like buying like their twelve year old a house. Mm-hmm. Be real. Like when you were twelve, did you want a house or an iPod? iPods didn't exist when I was twelve. But <laughs> Uh, really? yeah, I'm a little older. Yeah, I'm a little older. Oh, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What? he was like, hold on, yeah, yeah. But I, you I, feel I, me though. But you, but no, like, but, but to your point, or no, I feel but that. You know, you're like, not, you don't, you're not gonna I appreciate that. I was thinking stuff. about that stuff, and if I had been given it, I would have been pissed. Yeah. Oh, I would have been in the room slamming doors. Like mm-hmm. there would have been no, and because I don't understand it. So you know, when people do that, like it's great and all. I'm, I'm never gonna take from that. But like, I feel like generational wealth is giving your child all the options that there is to offer yeah you know what i mean i could have i went to school out of state i wanted to be a cheerleader at university of louisville and guess what i went to school in louisville who cares it was 40k a year i went (laughs) because my dad paid for it you know what i mean and then when things i didn't like it or something went left guess what i went home and i went to community and then i went to another school and then i went i think like i failed math like four times man Paid it all four times. You know, after three times, you got to pay out-of-state tuition to take it again. I did not know that. Yeah. Jumps to like $1,500. Like, whatever. Try again. So, when did the the transition happen? I guess after that that villain origin story, was your move, was that the move that, was that what led you to e-commerce? Yeah. Um, I I figured out how to pay the rent by selling other people's products, like affiliate marketing, because I didn't have my own. And then I stumbled into his homeboy on the couch. And was like, why don't you make a Shopify store? And I'm like, what's that? He's like, yeah. go on YouTube, go away. Yeah. <laughs> but that was all you needed, though. Yeah, that's really all yeah. I needed. Because I, I needed a way to make three grand. Yeah. So three grand. I moved out April 6, 2016. I was making six figures by September 13, 2016. Dang. But I always tell people my first six figures is luck. Like, God had yeah. his hand on me for sure. Because looking back, like, I was just trying. Because what was my worst case? Going back home. Yeah. So, but, so, that, but that's crazy though, because so so many people would have just went back home and would have just, just. I have pride. Stuck in that. I have a lot of pride issues. Yeah. Because he told me not to do it. Yeah. Oh yeah. So you're like, dang, I can't come back. Yeah, I can't come I'm back. Living. I'm I'm standing on my words. Like I'm like, yeah. no, I don't need this. Like, ate that up. Like, but I mean, it made me, and you know, I'm just super super grateful for just all the opportunities to be able to learn how to sell online, whether I sell baby stuff, makeup, fishing poles, hope. I know how to sell something. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, so. you're, you're super fire at that. Um, and I, I love the way, like, you you market and, you, and you're just your brand everything. It's, it's all very clever. I'm really into, like, people have, like, a certain level of clever. Uh, oh, you coming on my, so um, go save Riley. Because it's like, oh, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I really take content and I just take my emotions that I feel like a lot of people don't talk about. Like, mm-hmm. with entrepreneur. Isn't I guess yeah. like entrepreneurship. Like I feel like you lose the person you were through that journey. No mm-hmm. matter how how great or how bad that person you originally were, you, they're dead, gone. Dead. And it's sometimes so sad. Like you know what I mean. Yeah. You could really look back at your prior self. Like what about you? And it's like no. Like yeah. you did it. You should be happy. But you just always. So do you that. think part of was was dead? Because I, I I definitely could look back and be like, okay, definitely the way that my my thought process, the way that I moved, the type of people I would be willing to hang with now is entirely different. But would you say that part of you that dies is maybe part of the the purity and innocence as well? 
Yes, 100%. I feel like definitely trust and like purity and just innocence definitely just took a sacrifice. It's like, damn, like. But I think one of the best characteristic traits I do have is the ability to give everything 110%. Like, regardless Mm -hmm. of how many times I'm stabbed, I'm like, oh. Because what do I have to... I always feel like where I am right now is my worst case scenario. Yeah. Even if it's I lose... It's your new floor. Yeah. Like, even if, like, I lose money or a relationship doesn't work, like, money is abundant. I will make it back. Yeah. I will always make it back. Like... I'm here for that. I'm here for that. So... So, like, with, like, your, your brand, because, I mean, yeah, you crushed it, been crushing it in uh, e-commerce, but your brand as well, I think that's something else that people don't really tap into, whether it's people that are... You know, whether it's people that are working in tech or people that have a software company or people that are using other software to to start a business with that, I guess, what advice would you give to like, yo, people who need to understand the importance of a brand? I think that people get influencers and public figures mixed up for sure. Mm. Influencers run ads to themselves. So like say Christiana Hurt is an influencer. Christiana Hurt would have traffic being ran to that page to mm-hmm. create its influence where a public figure has influence off of like just their name like christian hurt is a trademarked public figure brand wealthy college kid is what i own so ads are ran to the brand for it to create that influence yeah. i feel like there's a huge huge difference and people just there's a lot of influencers on the internet and not a lot of public figures i feel like i'm a public figure like mm-hmm. at the end of the day like i'm in the rooms with forbes i'm on a list not a publication like there's a difference no matter yeah. how many people That's a, want to argue. Man, so many so many people reached out to me being like, "Oh, if you get 10,000, 15,000, we could put you." And I'm like, that just doesn't feel or that doesn't feel it's like not real. not the same. Like, yeah. and you know what's crazy? I my PR tried to pitch me for Forbes and I did not get it. Man. I did not That's get surprising. the article, like which is cool. Like I'm not like you know, heartbroken. I mean, like, you got hella other, you don't I'm get in the hella list. other stuff. Like, what do I care? I'm on a list. Exactly. Like, like yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and I can still double list up. Like, I'm on next 1,000 because Wealthy College Kid hadn't hit eight figures. And then they endorsed me for 30 under 30. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, a couple more things to change. And I'm like, all right, that's fine. Like, I'm cool with being on both. So, you know, that takes patience. That takes time. And I'm putting in the work. So, but I create impact, I create education for people to learn how to sell online efficiently and stably. Not like just, I made X amount of dollars, like, okay, but what have you done to impact the community and have that social impact? Hey y'all, we have some incredible, incredible news that I'm super excited about to finally announce our private tech community. Yes, yes, you heard that right a private tech community exclusively for you all who want more than just the podcast, you want more than just the FAQs, you wanna talk with tech recruiters, you wanna talk with with hiring managers, you wanna talk with coaches, you wanna talk with people that can help with editing and rewriting your resume. Maybe you're somebody where you just wanna be a part of a community where we're talking about updates of what's happening in the software industry. Y'all, this community that we've launched is also going to involve a Discord where we're gonna be talking about updates in tech, we're gonna be talking about companies that are hiring. We're going to be talking about upcoming tech events. So that way you don't have to miss any of the gems that I know, but not even just what I know, but the gems that friends of mine that are also in the tech industry know as well. So if you want to be a part of that community, go ahead and sign up so that way you can join us. We have a few different tiers. Ultimately, it's all tuned in for you.
Oh, and last thing, also within this community, we're going to be streaming all of our interviews with our podcast guests. So instead of you having to wait months to watch the videos later on, you will actually be able to watch the interviews in real time and ask your live questions to those guests. So make sure you join our tech community. You know, all right, so I'm going to be real with you. One of the things I've noticed is that many different people who are using e-commerce, not all, but many are seeming more so like kind of like on some some forex type stuff where it's like they're just it's the new forex yeah what are you we're basically about? <laughs> they're really just doing court and the thing that's funny some people people hit me up they people that don't follow they don't really follow me they pop in and they think like oh he's just trying to give y'all his his course and i'm like i actually don't even have a course not yet i might eventually make one but i'm like, i actually don't have a course but that being said, people are almost so traumatized because of all the, the whole course community where it seems like there are people that don't really have real skills, but their real skill is creating a course to teach you about the skill, you but they notice, themselves don't actually have the skill. You ever skill. notice that people that create a course, they have like the one sad picture of like with the arms of an angel and then they have the lambo it was like damn did you buy a car before that like, yeah you know what i'm saying like people don't ever want to show like where you were at your first thousand dollars five thousand dollars six figures i have all of that documented yeah that's a big difference i have over four thousand facebook lives mm-hmm. from the first time Dang. from the first sale to the first hey guys i just made my first thousand dollars it's only up from here Dang. hey guys i'm making nine k a day it's only up from here six figures a month on the way hey guys did 140 thousand this week seven figures is around the corner Ooh. to i've made it we did one million a month i've made it we did 10.4 million in 11 months i have all of that documented you feel me like just bought just bought my lexus super happy just bought another lexus just bought my first six-figure car like everything's documented i didn't just jump to lamborghini it wasn't just like life doesn't happen to life doesn't even happen like that like let's be real you're not going from i mean unless you hit the lotto but realistically you're not going from homeless to penthouse you got an apartment between there bro you did yeah definitely yeah. Like, and you had a car between Lamborghini and yeah. bicycle. Like, you now know let's be I mean? real. Even if in the in the rare unicorn situations that someone does just something happens and they just explode, it's like on one end, it's like that's not sustainable because it goes back to what you said. Mm-hmm. How you, you said that your first six figures, you're like, yo, that was kind of luck. But it's like, but the reason why now it's no longer luck is because you you gradually grew. So it wasn't just this random explosion. Like it was that you've gradually grown. So like it, it had to take and stuff for you to get to where you're duplicate. at now. Duplicate. Like a lot of these course creators, like they're just showing people with screenshots. Like I never measured a screenshot of success. Mm-hmm. I measure like, do your students buy cars? Did your students get out of debt? Mm-hmm. Did your students like save their like I have students that have bought cars that have bought homes that don't have jobs anymore, left maternity leave and never came back. People yeah. that have stories similar to mine that like, look, I got myself in some shit. Like, but I got myself out because the biggest problem is, is like we make mistakes financially. And in America, like one credit card payment, it's late. Now you got bad credit. One car, car mispayment, they come to pick up the car. One, you don't pay rent by the fifth. They're kicking you out by the 20th. Like you don't have room to even swim. You know what I mean? So sometimes it feels like I always tell people, like sometimes life can feel like you're underwater holding your breath and that's how you're living life. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're just one breath away from completely drowning like that's just unfortunately how our freaking country is set up but you know i just i speak for the people that 
are underwater and they're right there at the surface. They just need one little push or one little life vest to like get them there and then they're fine. Yeah. Like you're you're one of the so whenever people hit me up and they, you know, people call out people that have courses and stuff, usually the the fear factor that people have goes back to what we were talking about where there are people that don't it's people that really their success is just their course. They never built. They never actually had actual success doing the and thing that they're teaching. Right? Yeah. So it's like they. It's like really, and that's what the the culture is right now of what's going on. But with you, like I said, my, myself, plenty of others have the opportunity to watch that gradual climb. And so I guess something I would love for if you could kind of share with people: How do people determine the difference between? Okay, someone who is, I guess I almost want to call him a scammer, uh, a course scammer versus <laughs> even someone like your scamming. Your... It's just like, I call it transactional fraud because you're transactional buying. Transactional fraud. Because you're <sighs> buying into the, tra- you're paying for the transaction based off of something that's not real. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I call yeah. it transactional fraud. Yeah. Because scam, bro, everybody, like at this point, if somebody burnt my bread at Panera Bread, it's a scam. Like, yeah. Like, bro, the scam word is like, that's the word for 2023. It's the new, like, if I don't get what I want, it's a scam. It's the new narcissist. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's just exhausting. But, um, yeah. So, I how, how, biggest, how would someone know between, and, and I would love if you could use yourself as an example documentation and duplication. Yeah. There's nothing outside of it. Doc, and then, like, another thing, like, guys, you can get a Lamborghini with $10,000 down, bro. You don't got to be rich to get it anymore. Mm -hmm. In 2019, yes. When people originally were running ads to Lamborghinis and Jets, it was extremely hard to get your hands on it. When I was in high school, a Bentley and a Lamborghini was a true, true success statement. Now, oh, people are renting them for six months. People are getting them with $10,000 down. They don't give a fuck about the the The, car payment. they don't care. And it's same thing with um, private jets. You can get a seat for $2,000. That's the same as a Delta first class seat. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I uh, I hit up a, a private jet company one time because I was stuck in some other state. And I was trying to get back to Atlanta for, uh, for an event that was going on. And I was kind of doing the math as to the, the opportunity for me to meet people that I wanted to meet and the, the ROI that I could have. And I looked up some, some private jet. Uh, companies and I was like, oh, I could literally fly to Atlanta right my now for like eight thousand dollars. My dad has contracts with most of them. Um, that's he does the refurbishing with them, mm-hmm. and the planes are trashed because of the types of people. Man, it's like dirt people. Like they treat the planes like dirt. Like, and the people that are chartering them out are people that can no longer afford to keep what they bought. You know what I'm saying? But um, I just feel like Lamborghinis, jewelry. It's not a it's not a monument of success. It's too obtainable. No, it's not. Yeah. Now in 2022 and 2023, people are um, what's the word I'm looking for? Associating success with freedom. Yeah. How how much does this person look like they do absolutely nothing? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I follow this guy. You probably follow him too, Tom Cruise, the Tom Section Cruise. Eight guy. Oh yeah, yeah I do. Yeah. Bro, have you seen him do nothing? I haven't seen him look at a house. I it, haven't. No, seriously. I've been following him for two years. He was driving a Ferrari when I was working a bar. That was almost eight years ago at 18. I'm 28 years old. He's still driving nice cars. He's still, he's buying bigger boats. He's living. And I always tell other people this. I'm like, out of all the people we follow, we see that we look up to. He is the one living the way that I would like to live. Yeah. He does absolutely nothing all day. 
Nothing. He's and he shows his banks. He shows full transparency. Like, yeah, I netted one million a month, but I'm gonna take my boat to Miami, and he lays on it for six days straight. Man, not a care in the world. Like, and he's been doing this for years. This isn't like new success. He's been he's been um, buying Section Eight houses for like nine years. And I just I was telling him like, bro, he's where I want to be in my thirties. Yeah, I want to do nothing. I don't look at anybody. Like now, it's crazy. A lot of our big names right now in real time, you know, you notice they're going live three times a day. They're getting on podcasts. They're back in the mud with me. Yeah. Why are y'all here? <laughs> oh, because y'all don't have no money and yeah. high, high overhead and all that. Like, you know what I mean? Like you guys are back in the trenches. I don't want to live. I don't want to be in my 30s making videos or on live. I don't. I'm sorry. I yeah. don't. One, one of the things I've noticed because I'm. I'm new to to making money and my money probably ain't touching your money at all but I'm I'm new to making making money and I'm noticing so I'm following new people new people are following me that are all like really successful and I've been seeing a lot of conversations kind of like that where people are saying I guess a lot of people recently went broke I think it might have been from the uh the the 2020 like I guess a lot of people got money from No, I think it's high overhead. Oh, okay, yeah. I just think it's high overhead. People just getting stuff that like that they can't they really... thought they were going to maintain because even I, my numbers definitely dropped, mm-hmm. which was fine because my cost of living is five grand. So what do I care? Like, I ain't got nothing to do. Like, yeah. Keep going on trips. You know That's what I'm saying? Not... Like nothing really changes. But yeah. if you, if my cost of living was 40, 60 grand, oh, what? I'd be sweating. I yeah. would be crying. I'd be stressed. Like I'd be back in the trenches. And that's the only thing I'm associating with. Like people are back in the mud because there's no reason somebody over 35 that's been making money online for 10 years should be back where a, I shouldn't be seeing you on my timeline. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. just, I shouldn't. I feel like, and I have systems in place that I don't even do half of what I was doing back in the day. I just mm-hmm. don't. Like I don't have to. I have people I pay now. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'm working towards that point, but no, like I associate like success now with freedom. And I know a lot of people look at me like this bitch don't stay home. Like Yeah, you be everywhere. I just be living. Like people yeah, are like, I ain't see when does this girl work? And I'm like, yo, I still do my webinars on Wednesdays. Yeah. No matter where I am in the world. I still have a set schedule. I still am yeah. working. It just Yeah, that freedom too. Like you, know you just have it like, to where it's you have been that built freedom. up. So yeah, like I what I was doing in 2017, 2018, 2019, yeah, I did have to get on live five days a week to make twenty, thirty thousand. Now I can do a webinar on Wednesday and I'll make it in a day. And that's still that money is still fine for my cost of living. Yeah. That's another thing people are so confused. Like, I don't have this crazy cost of living. Like, yeah. I don't even want the cars I have now. Yeah, I remember we were talking uh, earlier when you came in and I was talking about looking at some some spots in Miami and you were you were giving me some game because you know that's that's your stumping grounds, that's where you're from. And you were literally naming spots, and I was like, dang, I've looked at those places <laughs> and it's so crazy. I was actually shocked, and I'm not gonna say any numbers or nothing, but it actually was a it was kind of a, a teaching lesson for me because hearing how much like how much you've been paying and I'm like, OK, well, I know that if I can afford X, Y and Z, she could afford X, Y, Z and then some. So it's like the fact that, OK, she's still like, I'm not about to pay all of that is like it's a lesson to be like, I'm OK, maybe I don't need to pay all into, that either. I'm not into committed commitment payments. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So like if you told me it's twenty thousand dollars a night to stay at some hotel. OK, cool. That's one-time payment. Yeah. But when I sit down and I, I sign on a dotted line and commit to 12 months, that's 12 months of this being due 
no matter if it what if the internet went out tomorrow and i ain't got nothing or my mm. bank account got frozen now i'm stuck in this yeah. who cares if i spent 20 grand on a hotel they're not looking for me today i checked out it's over with you know yeah. what i mean like <laughs> but that the rents and the car payments and car insurance oh i don't want to commit that's real because I, I i'm not going to say of course you know we have money saved up but i don't want to ever commit to a situation where god forbid like something just falls out the sky and it's just like damn like i gotta fall back yeah and it can't fall back because i'm i'm committed to this yeah you know what i'm saying you like, know I, I mess with that so hard because most people who have been as successful as long as you have would have a mentality where they feel like they're bulletproof. They'd be like, oh, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'll be straight. What? But you're like, no, nah, I'm not going to take that risk. It's just not. I'll blow bread on one-time payments all day. You can yeah. always catch me blowing bread on a one-time. But anything committed, I ain't got it. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got it. Get somebody like, else to do it. Get somebody else to do for it. For real, like, I'm just not signing nothing committed. If I like, Even I, you know, it's crazy. Um, My first six-figure car, I did a lease. And it was actually a good, my dad actually helped me with the deal. It was like literally no money and the payment was low, like $1,500. I'm still like, why are you here, car? You're just sitting here. How That's can funny. I get rid of you? Yeah. And my dad told me I was going to get like that. And he's 100% right. My lease almost up and it's going... But the um the more expensive cars I'm buying cash. No, that, I'll just buy used cash. That's how I feel with my Benz. Like, like my, my Benz isn't even 1500 but... I just got it in the summer. It only took six months for me to be like, yo, I really am stuck with I this don't car. Drive. Thank <laughs> God I did a lease. And it's wild to say that about a Benz. I'm like, I'm stuck with this Benz. I'm like, it was so <sighs> cool. Like, and granted, it'd definitely be like, oh, your car. I'm like, all right. Well, shiny fact it shiny factor rolls off really quick. Yeah, it does. And I'm so glad I did a lease. I'm so grateful. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Cause like I've had that car. I got a 2021. I think it has 15,000 miles. Dang. Think about it. When the fuck am I home? Man, yeah. Never home. Like, it's like, yeah. ugh. It's opposite for me. I'm always car. home, but I never have to go anywhere. I just like, stay at home. Yeah. Ugh. It was like, and then another thing is like, again, like those statement pieces, they're only cool the day you buy them. Like the day you stand in front of and you post it that you did it. It was like, oh, yeah, this is so great. And then like the next week, nobody gives, nobody cares. Yeah. Like, you're like, oh, that's you. <laughs> then it becomes a target. Like, oh, I know that's you. Exactly. And I'm like, I'm like uh, you got to go. Like, but now, you know, like I'm doing things like going half with my dad or, you know, or no, um, just switching things around. Like, I don't know. I just family carring everything now. Like, everything's a family car. Because it makes the most sense to just share it. Like, I don't drive full time. My dad doesn't care about posting it on the internet. I'll go stand in front of it. Yeah. Cheese. Get my, oh my God. And then I'll, you'll never see it again. Like, maybe if I'm going out, like, you know, I'll drive it. But, like, I don't know. Like, cars don't move me. Like, the penthouse living doesn't really move me anymore. Yeah. Like, I'm just kind of like, can we live in Bolivia? Yeah, and you can tra like, you travel. Boyfriend's like, what is in Bolivia? I'm like, look, it's salt. And if you're watching this, go look up the Bolivia salt flats. It's an amazing place. Yo, so one of the most in-demand roles in tech and one of the most roles that you all ask us about the most is cybersecurity. Uh, cybersecurity is one of the most uh, like recession-proof style jobs in tech. 
And to take it a step further, it's also a job where you can make a crap ton of money in this industry. Many of you have been asking us about the best route to get into cybersecurity. There are a few different routes that you can go, uh, a couple different boot camps that I think are really great for cybersecurity, but recently we just partnered with one called Syntax Technologies. They are one of the most highly rated boot camps in the US, and to take it a step further, their boot camp isn't just under $5,000, but also they provided us with a unique discount to provide to our audience. So that way you all do not have to pay the full price for the boot camp. This also involves any discounts they might have, any special sales that they might have. You can use this discount on top of their discount, their sale. Now listen, y'all, their cohorts are limited. They only have about three cohorts a year and it's on a first come first serve basis. So make sure you go ahead and sign up ASAP so you can speak to an advisor and that way you can enroll in Syntax Technologies and become a cybersecurity analyst. Was that the place you had this 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 video uh, I don't know how to describe it and say, like, that, that junk was, like, it was sexy. It was real romantic. And, again, going back to, you know, how, how good you are at content, but it was this video where maybe that was Bolivia where uh, he was basically, I mean, I'm going to just say what it was. Like, he was, like, like holding you by your throat. He oh, a video you, you saw? Yeah. Oh, no, that we haven't been to Bolivia. I'm trying to con him into that trip. Oh, okay, cool. Where were yeah. y'all at? The video where we he kissed in, you and we threw you We were in Indonesia, Bali. Okay. Mm -hmm. And another thing, like um, that that video was his idea. We were, and it was crazy because we were, I was standing there struggling, man, to, trying to think like, damn, you only got one shot at this. And yeah. if you notice, um, if you watch the video closely, you'll see in the the shot, I'm covered in flowers already because we had already tried it three yeah. times. <laughs> we had already done it three times, and it's so funny because the backlash were like, oh my god, she could have drowned. I'm like, I can see none of you people know how to swim. People are so... No, you gotta think, a lot of people don't swim no more. He doesn't know how to swim. Everyone's like, why wasn't he in there with you? He's not a strong swimmer. I get that. I'm just talking about how, how people always want to find something to complain about I didn't online. I give a damn. Like, I was fine. Like, yeah. Man. But, you know, like, that video collectively did another 20 million views. I made bank mm. that whole week off a viral video. That video did better than my ads. Like, Dang, that's crazy. People, I, and then you know what's crazy? Everyone always on these podcasts, like, what if he cheats on you? I'm like, our relationship is so idolized. Mm -hmm. There's a big difference between posting your girlfriend and being posted and you're waking up to hundreds of shares, goals, mood. Oh my God, I need this. When you're idolized like that in a relationship, if one or the other so much as likes a photo too oh, people hard, gonna jump. They're sending it to the other person because they hate happiness. Yeah. That's why I'm like, They, they want to see it crumble. They want to see it yeah. crumble. And I just, I, I be really trying to explain to people, I'm in a win-win situation, bro. You know how many yeah. followers I had when you met me? 38,000. Dang, you jumped. You know how many I have now? 110,000 and 204,000 on TikTok. Man. People like Little Baby have been watching my lives. <laughs> what is Little Baby doing on a live about Vietnam? How did he find me? Oh, because my drill rapper boyfriend has G Herbo and Sizzle, 808. He has all these rappers. And it's now my face and who, what I look like is being recognized by all your A-list celebrities. They don't know who yeah. I am, but they know who what I look like. Yeah, exactly. They know your so face. So let's just say, worst case scenario, this man cheats on me and I'm gone. Um, oh, well, look what he's exposed me to. Exactly. I have no kids. I'm not married. 
And I've been on how many podcasts saying that I like cook and clean? Yeah. I think I'll be okay. <laughs> like, really, just it's everyone's like, well, what if he leaves yeah. you? And, and, like, and let's, let's keep it a stack. One of the things that tends to happen is that whenever, let's say, a guy does cheat, and it's a very social media public relationship. If he cheats and or if he screws up, it just blow. It'll blow you up even more. It'll just blow me. Yeah. I'm in a win-win situation yeah. of him. Him just exposing me to thousands, if not millions, of people now know what I look like. Yeah. They might not know who I am, but they're recognizing yeah. me. So when the ad pops up, yeah. when the video, another video goes viral, it's like, oh, that's that girl. Yeah. I'm in I a win-win, it. like, regardless. I'm just like, well, what are you going to do since he's taking care of you? I'm like, um, I'm in the best shape of my life. I work out five days a week. I'm learning Spanish. I'm helping him. And looks to me, I'm going to Finland next week. So I think I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I respect it. I think um, one of the things that I've... So obviously, you have amazing receipts when it comes to your, like, your e-commerce background, e-commerce experience. And then also you have receipts. So you have receipts, one with your story and your growth, but then you also have receipts when it comes to your students. And again, a lot of these people that are out here that have other people that have courses and things, they don't have receipts with their students. They I have, have thousands. I have like what some people would call a cult. Yeah. Like so you have like real receipts and stuff. And so like, I guess, what would you... One of the things I'm worrying, wondering about, and I'm curious because I'm not in e-commerce. I have mad respect for it, especially like people like yourself. But it's like, would you say e-commerce is recession-proof? Yes, only because they're forcing internet sales. They're just forcing it. Like yeah. it's just becoming so. It's just becoming the new yeah, mall. They're, yeah, they're that's forcing true. it now. What change? What sales may change? The platform may change. Yeah, but you will always buy online yeah like regardless like i'm just in a place and even um it's crazy because tech um my software that we're building is e-commerce related mm -hmm. and it's just again like i feel like it's just gonna do so well i truly believe it's like gonna be like my nine figure exit is either i'm gonna get engaged or my my software yeah. will retire me but either way i will someone's leave. gonna retire you. i am gonna be a wife or celsi will take me there but um celsi is to show people where the cheapest food options are you know like eggs you know like how, how do you know how much eggs are aldi versus Publix versus kroger versus whole food but That's no celsi um is basically you know honey you know honey was created yeah. in 2012 and it sold for four billion dollars to paypal in 2018 five years Man. later and what is honey? Just a coupon app. Yeah. That's outdated. You know, it's it's so funny. I always tell people, I mean, our, our whole slogan right now uh, with Tech is a New Black, and I've been rethinking, like, okay, we need to change it to something else. Eventually, it'll probably change. But right now, it's, you know, break in tech, scale in tech, start your own tech business. Because at the end of the day, there are people who are broke. And w one of the options, the, the option that we present to people is like, yo, if you're like broke, broke, like, I mean, like, really broke. It's like, yo, the tech industry, get in the tech industry, you know, whether AI, whether robotics, whether, you know, you're engineer, whatever it is, like getting something in the tech industry to at least get to like a, a nice six figures. And then we, we talk about we talk to people to teach on how to scale in the industry to maybe like a half a million dollar salary. We've interviewed a few people that just from their nine to five in tech, they're they're millionaires. But the, the last point of it is start your own tech business, because I'm a huge believer of whatever business you have. Even if it's not a tech, if it's not tech, it's like you can find some kind of way to pair tech with it. I mean, taxi, Uber is really just taxi, but it's on an app. 
uh, Amazon, before they became the behemoth that they are now, they blew Borders and Barnes and Nobles out the water because they were just a bookstore that was on an app. And e-commerce, kind of very similar thing where it's it's a it's a it's a store. People are able to shop, and you know, but it's same thing. It's like people are able to shop online, and. So what I want to know from you, I guess, your perspective of because just hearing you talk about Celsi and it's like it's your own thing. It's like there are so many people that start businesses and you're someone who you've already been doing better than I mean, top one percent already killing it, crushing it, love to see it. But it's like for you to think bigger and say, yo, I'm not just going to use technology. I'm going to have my own thing my own e-commerce platform like what was it if you say like made you want to go to that level and not just be like oh i'm good where i'm at i'm straight it's not even e-commerce platform it's just like create a place where people can compare and choose yeah we don't want to drive or go to 30 different websites you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i rather just click it's like a gas buddy app the cheapest gas that's nearby yeah you know your sky scanner the cheapest flights yeah it's just but very simple yeah. but there's nothing for your everyday item or your food especially food is going to be the heavy part of it there for really B2, isn't anything for, for that for b to c yeah yeah like how do i know where the cheapest gallon of milk is if i yeah. want almond milk or eggs because i heard eggs is well really milk. almond milk because think about it, silk almond milk Let's say our we got Target, Walmart, Whole Foods, Sprouts. We got mm-hmm. four places, the cheapest place. Then we add a manufacturing coupon for $2 off. Wow. So now you walk into the cheapest place. Let's say it was Sprouts. So you go and, into you, the, and you get a you discount. You take your that. phone with the app and you scan your manufacturer coupon at the store because you know where the cheapest place was. And then B2B, okay, say I'm sourcing an air fryer to sell on eBay. Chat GBT could rewrite the product description. Mm-hmm. And rewrite the title and give you enriched keywords so that you could sell that item and you know where to source it. And it'll price match it for you at different places. Say it sold out at Walmart. That's what, yo, that's not, that. that's first off, just as a, like in terms of like what the business is, is dope. But that's something that's so needed. Like it's it's always going to be needed. But it's like right now where people are, everyone's complaining about the price of stuff. Yeah. That's like Celsi is incredibly beneficial. Mm-hmm. That that is just needed. That's so either fire. a wife or Celsi. Yeah, either a wife or Celsi. <laughs> yeah. Either way, I'm gonna be fine. Yeah. So if you, so if it's wife, you think you might just just exit strategy, just sell it. Or? Um, I have a business partner, so I guess like he's much older, and he's um in a couple other softwares that are actually very very big, including yeah. um helping out with like even Hyros, which mm-hmm. I think they just got sold or picked up for like 110 million. So, I mean, he would make that call, but, like, I'm in a place, like, I roll. Like, I'm not really, like, money-hungry or sell-happy. I'm just kind of like, okay, we're selling for 200 Okay. Like, want to have a party? That's crazy. You know, so, uh, all right, so let's let's shift. Uh, I definitely want to um, kind of shift the conversation. So, again, you've, you've gone viral for a variety of different things. There is, there are two different there's a, a bunch of different times I've seen you, but there are two times that I've seen you recently um, where I, you were saying things. I mean, people were either people were eating it up <laughs> or, in, you know, or other people on the other side, like mad, angry, whatever. And I remember uh, one I seen you on, a, you know, the homie, uh, homie Finesse's uh, joint where he had you on there and you, you were talking and you shared. You said, hey, I wouldn't date a guy who makes 100000 
And one of the things that I've noticed, like, again, in this industry, I always throw out six figures, six figures. I understand most people aren't making six figures. And it's like this industry is at least a six figure career. No matter what you do, you're going to eventually get to six figures in tech. But it's like I also have ran into a lot of dudes where straight up just talking to dudes where they think like, oh, bro, yeah, I'm going to get six figures. And then I'm going to be able to, like, attract the kind of woman that I want. And so when I saw your clip (laughs) where you were like, yo, that's that's not enough. And and one of the things I've noticed as my income has grown, I've I've noticed that gradually, just gra- and I stopped putting online how much I actually make. Like even on my on my IG and my bio, it said I did four hundred thousand my first year. I actually did way more, but I started getting weirded out at how women, especially a lot of women with blue checks, started gradually following me more and more. So like, you know, let me stop doing this, and also let me stop telling you exactly how much I'm doing. It's getting weird now, but it's like yo. Guys think that oh, if I just have a hundred thousand dollars, it's gonna be able to get me, uh, give me a woman like Christiana. But you're like, no, that's not Whoa. the case. Women so, like Christiana is crazy. Yeah. First so, so what would you? So 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 straight up, hop, talk to the dudes and be like, again, give them real like, perspective. I just feel like again, like you know what you can afford to take care of and maintain. You know what I mean? You wouldn't mm-hmm. go buy a a Bentley with a twenty thousand dollars salary. You know what I mean? And it's not even like looks or anything. It's like what that woman is already accustomed to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What I'm eating, the types of homes I live in, the types of trips I take, the types of cars I drive. Like if you are really like going back to a man as a provider and a protector, you are coming into the situation to provide that lifestyle that I was maintaining from birth. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're dating you're dating a girl whose dad is a, is a millionaire. What do you think is you? What do you think I'm gonna have my hand out for? Nail money? <laughs> you think I want my nails done? No, 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 sweetie, sweetie. Why? Why are we spending our birthdays in the United States of America? Mm. I don't do that. Mm. You know what I mean? It's just like you are. You were coming in to provide. If we really take it back to traditional, you um, a dad passes his daughter to her husband. Yeah. To maintain. The lifestyle yeah. that he gave her. Or make it better. Yeah. So if I came from this, why would I go down? Number one. Number two, like if a woman is walking around with Chanel's and red bottoms and drives a hundred thousand dollar car, what are you gonna bring to the table to in order for that woman to respect you as a man? You thought you thought your charisma was gonna just take it away? Like, come on, mm. like we can tell this love and morals and and like his love for Jesus all day, but let's be real. When that eviction notice hits, all that's gonna hit the door. Like mm. you gonna be on ten because you're gonna panic. Let's be real. Most relationships end because of money, because that financial stress is too much. I told I understand it because if I'm not making money, I'm a demon. If my man is not making money. Which it's just not it, you're stressed out because you're so focused on trying to fix the problem that I just feel like it's not doable. Why would I like really think about this? And when I said this comment on uh, finesse, I meant it. A man making a hundred thousand dollars. Let's go. We can even go before taxes, which is really like I'm gonna say sixty. Like, yeah, like once. I'm gonna say sixty, sixty, seventy. We'll say thirty percent with the taxes. Cool. So you want that man who's been working from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. to pick me up at 8, who's been sitting at home all day making TikToks, and you want him after a long day of work to take me out to, let's say, let's just say, because everyone's like, oh, $200 for dinner. A dinner in Miami at Sexy Fish is going to run you three, $400. Mm. 
I've, like, I've, and I don't even I drink. Sexy fish I don't even drink. Let's say I drink two drinks. Let's just say two. And I order, you know, lobster mac and cheese. That's $45 right by or by itself. Yeah. You want that man to spend his hard-earned money on a woman that's out of his league. There's no yeah. point. He's wasting his time and I'm wasting mine. Because I'm looking for a man. And I say that, I said this on my first date with my man now today. I, I'm showing him pictures of the places I want to go right then and there. Like, well, we should go see Petra. He's like, where is Petra? I'm like, Jordan, we, can you go? Do you have a passport? He's like, yeah. I'm like, do you travel? He's like, I've been to the Bahamas. Do you want to go? Like, are you okay with a relationship that we are dates? We're leaving. Every holiday, we're leaving. Are you okay with that? And he sat there like, yeah. And I'm, I'm like, I'm serious. And he was like, okay. And I'm thinking like, you just think I'm fucking pretty, right? Huh? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eat you alive. And what did I do next month? I got a stranded on a volcano. A stranded. volcano? Yes. I got us stranded. We were freezing. I was complaining. I was a nightmare because I underestimated the entire volcano hike. But he thugged it with me. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, he thugged it with me. He's like, you're doing great. Because I was tired. The altitude was kicking my ass that day. Yeah. Like, because we were 14,000 square feet above sea level. Like, I was dying. But he thugged it with me. And But I made sure that the type of relationship I was looking for was made clear on the first date. That I wasn't looking for... You know, a man to buy a purse or send flowers every day. I was looking for, can we go here? Can we go here? Can we go here? Can we go here? Yeah. And he's like, all right, we're going to go here. All right, we're going to go here. Like It's like a new love language. Traveling is, is one of my love yes, languages. Yes, like, and it was so funny because he's always like, you don't want to do nothing but just see random pieces of dirt. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> like, literally, I'm like, we have to go to India for yeah. two days. He's like, why? I'm like, because we have to see the Taj Mahal. Yeah. Like, you know, it's wild. It kind of goes back to literally what you were saying, where it's like, the, the, you're, you want experiences you haven't had because you've had, so all the other, yeah. I, I'm not going to call them basic experiences, but all the other I've experiences had a lot. most women want are experiences they haven't had, but you grew up having other experiences. So you're still seeking, you're like, yo, like, you're seeking uh, a man where you're like, yo, like, yeah, I want you to, to give me what my father has already, like, conditioned me to expect. But it's like, also, I want to have new experiences. Yeah, like, I know, there's nothing better than, like, seeing a country for the first time with somebody. You know what I mean? Like, we went to Vietnam. Um, we traveled the entire month from our birthday. We were gone from the 3rd to, like, the 29th. Um, but experiencing Vietnam together was just such an amazing experience. It's something that we'll always have, you know what I mean? And we're going to continue. We're going to Finland. Who's been to Finland? I don't know any black people that went to Finland at all, but I will be the guinea pig and I will be black in Finland. Black in Finland. (laughs) Black in Finland. Niggas in Finland. Not niggas in Paris, niggas in Finland. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, and you know, like I, 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 again, I plan everything out, like down to the budget, down to where we're staying. Everything is planned in advance. Like, and I, it makes it look so impulsive, you know, but if you know me in real life, like everything is so calculated with me, like everything, like, and I know our Finland content will make me six figures. Let's just be real. So, so let's, let's flip it. So we talked to basically giving guys perspective on like, yo, what it, essentially what they should expect whenever they're looking to date a woman who either is of a certain attractiveness level or of a certain level of like men aren't really supposed to be at their financial peak till 35 i was just telling my man that today i'm like you're stressed out but i was like technically you're ahead of the game yeah i'm like you got what like 10 more years before it would really be like a problem yeah like you're not really like i'm like if you're already making 300k a year technically by 35 
and you continue to progress, you'll be fine. Yeah. Stop looking at my psycho situation as, you know, a gear. You know what I mean? Like, my situation was toxic, horrible, and it's not duplicatable. I always yeah. tell people I was an anomaly. Nobody, you, could, you couldn't put another that. person that. in my shoes and think that they were going to come out the way. Because girls yeah. date men that are rich all the time, and they come out broke. A yes, lot. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. A lot. They yeah. they waste years with these men that, you know, drain them. And even men that date older women, they come out with nothing. It's not typical that, oh, they come out and just become every... I, I surpassed everybody in that house from my eviction, the people I lived with. I surpassed every single person in the house. Yeah. Not by just money, but just... My, my social presence, my achievements, I surpassed everybody yeah. to the point that his friend at the, his friend back then actually is my operating manager over my automation service. Like I Man. just, I was the underdog, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. I'm cool with that. Well, we got to wrap, but um, <laughs> I guess last thing I want to ask you, then after you answer this question, I'll just uh, have you kind of share like the last piece of whatever it is like on your heart, on your head to share is again another thing i've seen you go viral for is so on one aspect we kind of address the guys but on the other aspect i saw you addressing like you were on fresh and fit and you were like again a lot of the women are on there <laughs> i'm not gonna say their net worth but we've seen the, the net worth of a lot of women are on there where they're not really even at average income level but they talk about how they want a man who does this does that but then it's also asked of them like okay you know, do you cook? Do you do this? Like, what do you do for your guy? And they're like, oh, I, I'm pretty. I'm a baddie. That's it. And when you were on there, you're the only only multimillionaire woman I've seen, or only millionaire, only six-figure woman I've seen that was on there, you know, let alone everything else you're doing. Like, and you were like, no, I do this for my man. I do that for my man. I, I do all these other things. Yeah. I cook. And so it's like, <laughs> I guess, what do you think about women who think, because again, everybody, people could hear this. And they can watch this. People who are watching, people who are listening could be like, oh, she wants all this stuff for nothing. But it's like, that's not you. Like, that's not your energy at all. Um, yeah, no. Um, I I just tell people, like, again, like, you can be pretty and maintain a rich man. I'm never going to take that. I did it once. I probably could have done it a couple more times. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I probably could have. But um, for me, like, that, again, doesn't retain longevity. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying, like, monetarily, like, I don't got to do nothing, but you know, like I, I feel like it's my job to make it easier because you got to think like a man goes out and fights the world. You know what I mean? Back yeah. in the day, it was like what he went to war and literally fought for our freedom. Yeah. So now he's just fighting the world. He's fighting demons. He's fighting the world. So when he comes home, why would he want to fight you? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really do try to make an effort to make my man's life as stress-free as possible when he's with me because i know in the back of his head he's thinking like this girl in this stupid coupon off coupon app gonna be a billionaire yeah. and i'm over here trying to keep m's and that's gotta be stressful for him you gotta think that has to be stressful for him because again like it's coming to me so easy yeah it is like it just is and that's that's just what it is and i know he He's doing his best to give me the best life that I want. And I'm not looking for a billionaire life. That's what a lot of people don't realize. Mm. Like, you could charter jets. You could rent cars. You could do all that. You don't need a $10 million salary to buy a Bentley. You could buy a Bentley on 300 k a year, to be real with you. Man. You could. You could just finance it. Mm. That doesn't... Does My finance Bentley is no better or no less than somebody who bought it cash. How would you know? 
Yeah, when, when I pull up to Publix, there's not a big sticker that says financed or leased. Yeah. Who cares? He could still put me in those cars. He could still do all of those things for me. He could. Like, he would just have to plan it. But he could do, he could provide that lifestyle for me at all times. The jewelry, he bought this jewelry I'm wearing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the jewelry, the cars, the trips, the houses. I can get all of that with him and his income alone because I'm not looking for a $10 million house. I'm looking for a $2 million house, which mm-hmm. doesn't need a $2 million income. You can qualify for a $2 million mortgage with less than $2 million. That's crazy. It, it's, it's over 30 years. It's wild how modest you are. It's like your expectations sound so grandier and crazy, but then like you listen. When it's it looks like, up front, but people are forgetting that a mortgage is over 30 years. A car could be over seven years. Yeah. Like, yeah. For what? He can maintain all of it. My cost of living is five grand. He can take care of that. So I live my rent free life and I live rent free in everybody's head (laughs) because I refuse to pay bills. But I mean, I just make my life easier. And if you're a woman, I think that you should make money because you want to come out of any situation on a win win. And I feel like as a woman who makes money, regardless of what happens in my relationship, I come out on top. Because I'm fit and I'm pretty and I make money. So I'll be fine regardless. Like, you know what I mean? You, I feel like a woman that makes money is a win-win. Like, you don't have to make money in the relationship. But, you know, like, if your man needs an iron suit, iron it. Like, you don't pay any bills. And he was paying those bills before you got there. So I think as a man, you should be able to pay the bills regardless if she's there or not. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.